Hey, I'm Gabriel. And I'm Steluza. And you're listening to TeamX. A podcast where we're all about helping leaders and their teams unleash their superpowers and maximize results. We're both professional coaches and very passionate about everything that has to do with improving team dynamics, helping them work as a coherent system, and achieve high performance. Whether you're new to leading teams or have been at it for a while, this is the right place to be if you want to take your team to the X level. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, welcome to TeamX podcast powered by Rosenthal Coaching. Today we're going to discuss and explore why fixing your team is not the solution for improving team results. Hello, I'm Stelut Saleo. And I'm Gabriel Trandafiescu. We are professional coaches working with leaders and their teams to unleash their superpowers and maximize results. If you're new to our podcast and channel, follow us, subscribe and get notified whenever we go live. So when team results are not as expected, leaders are asked to fix things, right? The first, and the first things they look at is people, who's achieving and who's not. Sometimes things don't seem to be moving in the right direction, even with a superstar on board. Because one person's efforts are not enough to sustain high performance in the long run, for sure, we all know that. Multiple factors influence team performance. And as leaders, our role is to guide and nurture each of the team members, as well as support and improve their coherence when working interdependently toward achieving collective goals. So here is what we're going to cover today. Team results should not depend on the results of only one individual. And if they do, there's a systemic issue that needs to be uh, addressed. And I'm looking forward to talking about the systemic part uh, in, uh, in this uh, talking point. Mm-hmm. The second topic is going to be, why does replacing team members or adjusting processes and systems do not do the trick? And the last uh, subject is the bad idea of having team results relying on a superstar. So, Gabe... Let's dive right into it. Yes. Why? Why team results should not depend on the results of only one individual? And if they do, how do we address? What is the systemic thing that we're talking about and how we address it? So as a team, we, we know that uh, team results depend uh, not only on um, adding up the individual results of team members, but uh, compounding them into a bigger thing, which is the team results. And for that, we need each and one of the team members to feel engaged, to feel motivated, to feel you know seen and heard and all that stuff. And if there is only one person who attracts all the attention uh, and and all the you know uh, all the energy of of the leadership, uh, basically, and mainly, and the other team members, uh, all the rest of the team will feel unsupported, will feel not heard, will feel that they do do not belong there, or their work is not important. And because no matter how big the person that attracts everything is, and how... um, you know, how much of the team results they bring in is not enough and is not sustainable because uh, as we will move uh, uh, forward to the other points, we will see that uh, this will bring in even more 
um, destruction to the team and and, uh, and even lower results in the long run. So, um, and, and this goes back to what you said at the beginning, Stelutza, regarding fixing. And, and I think the main thing we can address here and uh, put it out there is that a team is not like a machine. And, you know, we hear this uh, more often than we'd like to from leaders. Hey, uh, something is broken in the team and we need to fix this. Uh, so uh, please come coaches and, and fix this. So it's like uh, we cannot go in and replace uh, parts of the team, which are members, and we're going to see that why it's not a good thing. And also by fixing systems or processes without addressing the systemic issue is, again, not the solution, and we're going to address that too. So um, if you want to uh, dive into this systemic thing, we can do that now. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. But before doing that, I, I just wanted to talk. When you were talking about, you know, uh, leaders uh, asking coaches to come in and fix things, I was thinking about the fact that the the, the image that came to mind was, you know, of a money making machine, right? So teams are not only money making machines, right? Um, teams are, and we emphasize so much in in our show. Teams are made of people, and yeah. when everything um, in a team uh happens around a uh, superstar uh, as we called uh, him or her you need to remember that the people the other people in the team are people who have their own feelings and there's also frustration and a lot of friction that can be created because of that and yeah. this is something that as we will discuss moving forward with the topic and we will talk about the the systemic thing replacing people it's not like in a in a in my car. You know, my I had my car fixed the other day. It's not. It works better by replacing people. Sometimes bringing the right people can help improve. So it will not be only maybe one superstar. Uh, maybe you will bring uh, another superstar on board. But there are deeper the deeper layers um, of a team and of an organization that need to be addressed. Uh, and this is the systemic thing that Gabe was gonna uh, talk about. Yes, indeed. Um, so, of course, people have feelings and, and their feelings and emotions and, uh, you know, how how they are as people <clears throat> um, is reflected in team performance and, and everything going on in the team energy and, and their dynamics, of course. But this is, I would say, the most fundamental level. And the systemic issue comes in when... Um, the, this underlying uh, field of energy and team dynamics and how people get together uh, and, and work together is not functioning correctly because there are other uh, uh, collective fundamentally, uh, uh, I wouldn't say wrong, but dysfunctional maybe um, things that are not working. Basically, some, some of them we approached in previous uh, episodes like values, for example, right? Uh, if 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 uh, the team doesn't have uh, coherent values and uh, they they have conflicting values, that obviously the team dynamics is affected. If the culture that also we addressed in previous uh, episodes uh, doesn't um, uh, provide the, uh, a very fertile ground for expressing themselves, uh, 
you know, making mistakes and learning from them and uh, helping each other and supporting each other, again, this is part of a systemic issue and it, it cannot be fixed by fixing a process or fixing or bringing in another CRM or whatever or replacing one person because uh, they they talk, talk too much or they, they, they are too much out there. Maybe they need help. If, instead of replacing them, hear them <clears throat> and, 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 and make them know, uh, uh, let them know that they are heard and help them because the, if they are talking too much or if they are, you know, uh, striving for attention, it means there is something that they need. And you, you as a leader and as a team can help them. Please. I just wanted to add that before hearing them, you also need to ask them. And this is something that many leaders don't even take the time to do when a person has an issue when it, the example that you you just shared you know of a person being uh, uh, too out there it's too loud that he or she is too loud it's ask them just ask mm. them that's a thing that leaders need to learn and maybe we'll have a conversation uh, another episode uh, in the future on asking uh, mm -hmm. the right question not necessarily the right, the right questions but putting in the effort of asking and then literally listening to what your people have to say so sorry about that but i really felt that this needs to be to be uh, addressed somehow it's an excellent uh, uh, idea that complements everything that we talked about before and of course as leaders it's, it's so critical to be able and to know what and when and who to ask and uh, really listen as you mentioned so uh, <clears throat> um, coming back to that, all these uh, parts of the systemic issue cannot be fixed by improving processes or systems or replacing people. And um, also uh, replacing people while not uh, uh, addressing the systemic issue will put the people in the, in the same roles. So even if you think as a leader that some person is the issue, of why the team is not working, you will very probably discover that putting another person in the same role will bring in the same issues because if it's a systemic issue, uh, it needs to be addressed at the systemic level, at the fundamental level, re regardless of who is having what roles because that person will inherit their uh, everything that comes with the role, including the problems you know, and, and the things that, that haven't been issued have been, uh, sorry, um, uh, addressed. So that's why replacing somebody is, is not going to fix anything or improving processes and stuff like that. Awesome. So let's move on to the second point that we wanted to cover today, right? And understand a bit, you touched upon it, of course, now when you talk about maybe go a bit deeper in why does replacing team members and adjusting processes and systems don't do the trick. And mm -hmm. we're going to keep talking, maybe not necessarily, you know, keep track of the talking points, but just uh, flow around them. And uh, mm -hmm. you love most than all of us here at Rosenthal Coaching talking about system, systems and the underlying dynamics and the mm -hmm. systemic issues that we um, we see in organizations when we go in and we we start evaluating before working with them so why doesn't it work let's because, talk about that. yes because when a person when you think as a leader uh, that a, per, a certain person 
uh, is why things are not working. It's, uh, it's a fundamental, uh, uh, not appropriate position to start with. Th that's because when a person manifests some issues, uh, and that's why uh, the team, uh, all the team uh, has, you know, um, re repercussions because of that. It's, it's like, you know, having a cold and you, you're giving uh, Advil, but the cold is just a symptom. And that's what that person does is reflecting a symptom from what's not working in the team. Or maybe it's a hint. It's not the exact, you know, thing that's not working. But if you replace that person, it's just like you're giving Advil. But, you know, the, the systemic problem, which is uh, a weak immune system, for example, or bad, uh, 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 you know, uh, food, um, the, the bad diet habits and stuff like that, they don't disappear and they will come back again, regardless of which person comes in, in that place. So as a leader, when you see that there is a recurring issue uh, that, that appears from a certain person, you need to see where, where is that coming from? Not just, okay, this is a, a problem. I don't want to deal with it. Let's change it to this person. Like it's a part, you know, of a machine. That's why uh, you need to go and see at the most fundamental levels what, what's actually, what, what needs attention, what needs to be improved. Okay, and how do you do that? How do you go and see? Let's dive a bit deeper into this, for, especially for um, new team leaders and new managers who are not used to uh, maybe difficult conversations. They're not mm -hmm. used to maybe dealing with challenging situations. They're still riding, learning to ride the wave there at the beginning of their career. How do you uh, go about that? Yeah. So apart from uh, calling us and saying, hey, Stelutz and Gabe, come over and, uh, you know, work with us to fix this uh, fundamental issue, not fix uh, the team, uh, let's say you, you, you don't want to do that or you don't have the budget or whatever. But you mentioned something very important. Uh, you said something about difficult conversations. And I would say as a leader, conversations are, are difficult only when you and the other team members cannot say in the open by direct and open communication what's what do you feel about this issue? What do you think the issue is in the first place? Because many times people say, hey, I think this is the issue. But when you dive deeper and have an open conversation, you find that's a totally different direction. So, you know, the issue is totally uh, in, in, in another place. And this could be the key as a new leader or even as, as a mature leader. Maybe you're not used to having this difficult conversations because they are open and everybody can put everything they feel and they think uh, that needs to be addressed. But this is the most basic thing and, and also the most powerful thing that can happen without any other external support as team coaching or leadership coaching. So just go out there, have, have a meeting with the team. And when it's obvious that things are not working because sometimes there are, uh, specific KPIs that can show you that, right? Things are not going as, as everybody would want to. Put it out there. Have a, team, have a team meeting and say, hey, guys, 
let's address this. Let's put everything on the table. What is it? What is it that you feel is not working? And have everybody have their input and their own, they, they, they honest uh, thoughts without any repercussions, without, you know, just make everybody feel safe to, to say what they feel uh, that the issue is. And maybe you will find things that you didn't, didn't even think about. And in many cases, this actually the case, right? Yeah, I, I was nodding because when you said uh, create a safe space, that was exactly what I was thinking. I think it is one of the things that it is important for, for leaders to uh, to manage to achieve within their teams is to create that safe space, especially when they're having difficult conversations in which people do feel safe to open up and to share whatever is they consider the issue mm. is. And there was another thing that I wanted to, to share when you were talking was... Um, when you ask a person, when you start at a meeting like that, that in which you're, you're uncovering uh, what your team members think the issue is, I think it is important to also remember to ask what's working for the team and maybe start the conversation with what's working for you guys before moving on to what's not working, because this way you create an, a, a connectedness between you and you start the energy with with an uplifted um, vibe that will open up the space for digging deeper into what's not working. Because mm -hmm. there is a, and I think we've noticed that in, in many conversations, once you start going down the black hole of what's not working, the energy goes down and people start becoming frustrated and they start talking and talking and talking. And we tend to forget when we're in conversations like that to focus on what's working also. Mm -hmm. So, and this is uh, I, 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 this was something that I wanted to add because there is a, this tendency. So creating a safe space, starting maybe with the positives, uh, with what's working for the team, and then going deep into and allowing space for your team members to talk and to open up and to share without interrupting them, without you know saying ah that, this is not what I think, this is not what it is. I think it's that create space for each individual member of your team to express their uh, ideas and to share whatever they think it is the issue from their perspective and then moving forward and, and uh, um, finding out ways to uh, uh, come to a consensus and maybe create an action plan towards uh, 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 improving whatever is not working and whatever the systemic issue is, uh, is in there. Hmm. So um, what if the team, so moving towards, you know, the, uh, the idea that we wanted to, to uh, circle around with having a team that has a superstar, what happens when the issue that comes up that surfaces is that the team is frustrated, your other team members are frustrated because um, only one person gets to be, you know, the hero of the team. Um, why is that a bad idea first, mm -hmm. right? To have your team results relying on a superstar. And is there any way that um, the team dynamics can be improved somehow based on the, these difficult conversations that are held between uh, team members and uh, their leadership? Yes. I will start with uh, maybe something not very intuitive, and but I think it's very relevant. 
I think everybody who watches this and and at least uh, have heard of basketball knows about uh, Michael Jordan, which is like a basketball god. And um, he not only um, made made basketball uh, so uh, big, but all the sports. He was the first, I would say, superstar that um, pulled after him everything. All the superstars that we see today in any sports due a, a bit of their fame and fortune to Michael Jordan because he was the first one to 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 get to this level. And uh, the reason I'm bringing uh, him into discussion is not not only because I'm a huge fan and uh, I'm a geek uh, for uh, Michael Jordan and what he did for sports, and but only how he was as a human being. And because he was a superstar, uh, I want to address um, his, um, his uh, role in the Chicago Bulls team and pinpoint the fact that it took seven years from the time he was already a superstar for the Chicago Bulls to win their first championship. Seven years. So even having him already a superstar in the team, they couldn't win the championship. And that's, I would think that's the most relevant example of why work needs to be done to um, equalize and to, to work on the coherence of the team members. So, so this superstar can really put all the other ones into, you know, into the light and show them um, uh, and help them show their own qualities and their own superstars in themselves. And maybe it's not a coincidence, uh, pun intended, that Phil Jackson, who was the coach of the team, is also the highest uh, awarded coach. And he won 11 championships, the highest number of championships with Chicago Bulls and Lakers. It's because when he started working with them and um, helped them get together as a team and work with them through many uh, you know, unconventional uh, at the at the moment, at least um, approaches, including meditation, and they have a meditation room, and they, you know, they they got together as humans first, and they work for them to to um, uh, equalize their energies and you know things that are might not even have nothing to do with sports, at least at the time, uh, nobody thought about that, but it took years to equalize the team dynamics so that they could, you know, the superstar can also pull the other ones together and work together to have the championship. Seven years. So um, I, I think this this is a relevant example because for seven years he was still a superstar, but he couldn't achieve anything. Like the, 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 the single most achievement for any team in NBA is to win the championship, and they couldn't do it. So... Um, it needs to the leader to pay attention whether they have a coach or not to pay attention to uh, make everybody put their best into the teamwork and not and not serve the superstar you know not not be a servant to the superstar and that's what in many teams happen because they think oh we have this superstar they're going to achieve uh, all the results for the team we're not going to bother anymore and all the attention and energy goes to the superstar, and all the other ones are under 
achieving, um, and, and that's a bad thing. That's true, and I, I would say that you know these team leaders need to learn to empower each individual member to become a superstar in themselves. Because we need to remember that when a person was chosen to be part of a team, that person was chosen for a certain skill set, for a certain mindset. So definitely the person has everything it takes to become a superstar. Mm -hmm. So it is our role as, as leaders to empower these people to become superstars in themselves, to give them not only the tools, because many organizations, I think we had an episode in which we, we talked about this, you know, when something happens, we look at the, at the tools and the resources. You don't necessarily need to give them only the the working tools, uh, the CRM, the marketing budgets and everything, uh, and um, uh, resources, the funds for whatever activities to uh, achieve the superstar level, but also the other tools and resources that work on their mind and on their mindset and that work at a human level, as you said, understanding that people need to take time to silence and quiet and be quiet and recenter themselves in a, into a meditation room and even if there is no such thing in your organization as a meditation room still acknowledge that people need these things they need these tools to be brought for them because these are tools that help us as individuals transform and grow and become the superstars that um, we were fortunate to be working with uh, in our team um, alongside, or like the superstar that we are. So I think these are really important uh, aspects to, to be considering. I loved when you mentioned the, you know, the, the um, uh, Phil Jackson saw the human, worked on the human part of these uh, team members. And um, we so much emphasize this because we are humans, most and foremost, before anything else, before mm -hmm. being leaders, before being team members, before being, you know, uh, brothers, sisters, sons, daughters, wives, husbands and all the rest, we are human beings and we all have uh, inner challenges, inner struggles. We all have our emotions and our emotions uh, drive our actions many times. So paying attention, learning a bit, I think um, understanding, and maybe we'll talk about that in, in a future episode, understanding that we all have the ability to change and to, to, um, to grow as individuals and overcome various barriers that we have internally because we are human beings and we do um, have these emotional states and we do have um, um, all these, um, sometimes when you work with a superstar on the, on, on, all the lights are on that person, he's on the spot or she is on the spotlight, there is a lot of frustration. And I've been in, team, in a team like that in which there was a superstar and there is a lot of frustration within the teams. I can speak from my own experience because we are all doing our best, only that nobody was paying too much attention to, to the rest of the team, but they were paying attention to the superstar. And I, I happen to be in the position of being a superstar in a different team. And the leadership there was totally different. The leadership was towards encouraging everyone to become 
their best versions of themselves. So I think this is these are really important things that that you brought to the table. And I think um, I my tendency and probably uh, hopefully this is a good tendency that I have is to always go back to the fact that we are all human beings. We're not machines. We're not money-making machines. We're not numbers in a spreadsheet. We're all human beings that need to be uh, paid attention to in the process of working uh, within a team and doing our best to, to achieve results. So Gabe, I think we covered, is there anything that you want to cover before, you know, that you think we should have covered or you want to add to, to the conversation? Um, yes, I was thinking, um, uh, related to what you said about uh, the, the role of the superstar in the team. Um, I would like to add to that that um, as, a as a leader who has a superstar in a team, I think one key um, approach is should be uh, to have the, that superstar know that they, they are also an informal leader of the team. Any superstar, is, is, it's an informal leader in the team. So that uh, if the superstar acknowledges that, that as a leader, what what's the main role to make the other ones become better? That's that's the main role of a leader to help each team member to become better, to help them grow, right? So as if as a superstar, you acknowledge that, and you help the other ones also become superstars in their own way, in, in their own you know skill set. Then of course together. Uh, you, th that will not take away your, you know, rank or your results, but it will only improve the team results. So it's only uh, I, I only see benefits from uh, a leader acknowledging with the superstar their own informal leadership role and helping the other ones bring up their you know a game. I love this, and I think <clears throat> oh, we've watched together the. Um... Um, what was the name of the show on uh, Michael Jordan? The Last Dance, right? Yeah. And we watched together. And if you guys didn't have a chance to watch it or it happened that you you missed it, yeah. watch it. See that Michael Jordan did acknowledge and he was fully aware of his leadership role, that mm. he was aware that his actions and behaviors are the ones that influence, uh, can influence uh, his um uh, appears yes. so um if you didn't watch it guys go watch uh <laughs> the last dance it's amazing and it, it speaks about leadership so much and about what does coaching mm -hmm. uh um towards success mean also um gabe i think we've covered everything that we wanted to cover for today um you did yes so Thank you everyone for watching. Uh, make sure to subscribe, to follow us on YouTube, on LinkedIn. Write to us if you feel like um, there is anything that we can help you with, either at the leadership level or in, the, in your team, in regards to team coaching. Um, until next Wednesday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Stay safe, stay well, and have an awesome rest of your week. Bye, everyone. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you for watching.